Welcome to Rugged Theology, where we talk about church planting, theology, and drink coffee. Welcome back to another episode of Rugged Theology. I'm Adam Diamond. I'm a ministry intern. We're here at Mile One Mission. Hey, I'm Matt Leahy. I'm a church planter with Mile One Mission. I'm Steve Daw. I'm the director of education with Mile One Mission. And I'm David Drover, another ministry intern with Mile One Mission. All right, welcome back, guys. So uh, our last podcast was with the interns, our summer interns. And uh, actually, we're hoping to do a few more like those, so that'll give people an insight into the internship and what it's like here at Mile One Mission. But today, we want to get back to some more theology and that type of discussion. So we're going to talk about the mission of the church today. Uh, So to start off, we'll just get right to it, straight to the marrow, to the heart of the issue. Tell me, guys, what do you think is the mission of the church? Now, there's an awful lot of different answers to the question, so... As a result, it's going to be a little bit difficult to cut through uh, what that means. I mean, when we say a church is missional, people will often have a whole bunch of different concepts involved, like uh, social justice, um, helping the poor, um, spreading the good news of the gospel, um, building good, solid Christian community. Um, yeah, there are, there are dozens and dozens of things that, that, that could be said as what are the missions of the church. And uh, the question I think that you're going to be asking is, what's the central mission of the church as opposed to what are the ancillary or secondary missions of the church? Yeah, if we get caught up, I think, in the missions of the church, then we can easily say almost that, okay, just because a church doesn't do social justice, does that mean they're not missional? Right. What do you guys think? and, And I mean... In some sense, I would say that if you aren't about justice in your, in your local church, I would say that there's something wrong with your, with your message, but that's mm-hmm. because of uh, what I would think is the central mission of the church. And I think the central mis- mission of the church was given by Jesus Christ, uh, simply uh, to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to do all that I've commanded you. Well, with the rest of you guys, how do you, do you agree with that, disagree yeah, I think, as Steve said, this is a conversation and a topic that a lot of people would choose to, you know, define differently. And there's a lot of different things that you can say that are good. But again, the question is, what's central? Um, what is the central mission? And I think, yeah, I mean, if you look to Matthew 28, which is where Steve was just quoting from, um, that is the commission that Jesus sends the church. And I think to completely fulfill or to fill out all of that mission. I mean, you can look at all four of the Gospels where um, there's kind of like the Great Commission in each of them. There's a period where Jesus basically sends out his disciples or gives them a certain instruction um, towards the end. But I think in most simplistic, like one-liner, to make disciples is essentially the mission, yeah. What about you, Matthew? Yeah. I agree. (laughs) Not particularly talkative there. Though the question I think is going to be a little bit more uh, pointed than that, than to just say, than to just say, you know, like to make disciples, because mm-hmm. you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff that I think is built into the term to make disciples. It's very generalized. So <laughs> we can all sit around the table and say, "Oh yeah, I agree with that," but it's possible that how I envision making disciples is different from Matt and different from Steve. I'm not saying it is right now, but 
it's possible you could have a room of 50 people who all say, yeah, I agree with that. But then there's 50 different answers of what it means to make disciples. Yeah. And I think it comes down, it's contextualized, right? So, I mean, what, what one church is doing in one area is, might not work in another area, but I think the main goal will ultimately come down to that those disciples then teach other disciples and there's this pattern of replication in the disciple making process. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I also say though that there are some things that are that are universal about what it takes to make disciples. Like as Steve quoted the the verse, it's there is definitely an aspect of teaching and definitely an aspect of baptizing and, and those sort of things too. So I think there are universal this is what is biblical about making disciples and then there are other things that are definitely more contextual might i say that that you guys are actually kind of speaking about the two sides of the same coin essentially because like if uh if a culture that you're planting the church uh, planting a church in or making disciples in is made up of mostly people who i don't know uh all believe that theft is a good thing uh they're completely opposed to personal property um, they uh, totally do not like the idea of, I don't know, uh, anybody owning anything or having any rights to their own, even their own bodies or their own actions. The, the way that you're going to teach discipleship in that context is going to be completely different from a context where everybody is extremely greedy and uh, holds on to everything that they believe they own and has a right to. I mean, the discipleship changes based on the context of the people that are, you're making disciples of. Absolutely. But in the same sense, there is an aspect to where to build those disciples, you do need to teach them, I guess will be just what I was kind of highlighting, because some people could go off and then say, well, we're just going to make disciples by hanging out together, which in my mind, at least wouldn't be the same. Making disciples is definitely the mission of the church, but how that plays out, I think we can often get caught up in the fact that, you know, because one church doesn't do something, they're not missional. Or to be missional just simply means to be involved in your community or uh, doing food drives or soup kitchens. But, you know, that is part of the mission, but it's not the mission. Right. So if all of these outreaches and community outreaches and events and initiatives that the church under or partakes in doesn't lead back into what Christ has commanded us to do to make disciples of all nations and teaching them, et cetera, et cetera. Then I don't think we can necessarily say that that element is the mission of the church. Well, I mean, because it has to come back into. Yeah. We, we help a local community center here and uh, you know, they're doing great work. We help pick up groceries for them. They do hampers to help give kids at home an activity while they're, you know, whether they're in school or staying home from school, whatever the parents' choices, and uh, you know, provides the families with these meals, and you know, that if if that's our definition of missional, just being involved in community, then they're being missional, and they're but they're not part of the church. Because if everything is missions, nothing is missions. No, I I think in regards to like I guess when we think of like the church's mission, and that yeah, no, not everyone is a part of the church's mission. Well, not every action is going to be a part of the church. I, I, I like that you used uh, the question of food banks and you know soup kitchens and things like that because they're they're the ways that we normally go towards for um, what we would imagine as the mission of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, just to draw on what Dave said, I mean the the actual Great Commission in Matthew, at least Matthew's version of it, would say that a great deal of it is to teach uh, what 
uh, Christ did and up to obey him. But I think when it comes to soup kitchens and things, I mean, there's there's a fair bit of literature that might actually that, that says sometimes the cure can be worse than the disease, especially when it comes to training people in righteousness. Um, there are uh, so there are ways that you can do things that would be helpful to the mission of the church, namely to make disciples, any other ways that you could do it that would in fact be harmful to the church, even while you're doing something that's very, very similar. Um, I don't know if I could uh, get more exact like that. I mean, like, for example, if you, uh, if the way that we do mission in a community uh, just simply helps create a, a, an idea of dependency of the poor on the rich, then we've actually undercut the mission of the church because Christ says that we're all uh, we're all beggars before Christ I mean we need we all need the mercy and grace of, of the Lord and none of us are superior to anybody else mm-hmm. now I have to wonder if all that we do is serve the physical needs if all that we do I mean which which is great I mean we, we are supposed to you know care about justice you mentioned that Steve and but if all that we do is try to alleviate the poverty in the area, you know, that's, I guess usually the first place that our mind goes when we think about being missional. If, if that's all that we do, but we never point them towards Christ, mm-hmm. are we really doing any good? And of course, if we focus merely on the uh, physical poverty, um, specifically economic poverty, as you know, our capitalist or Marxist neighbors would uh, would deal with poverty. I don't know if we're actually dealing with poverty in the way that Christ would deal with it. Yeah, and that's a great point. I was just thinking the same thing because like in most instances when you look at uh, poverty in Scripture, it's always spiritual mm-hmm. destituteness. Is that even a word? Spiritual well, uh, destitution. People. Yeah, destitution. It is now. Right, there you go. Hey, I love it. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's exactly as you said. we got to be looking at people's spiritual nature um, and not just focusing on, you know, the fact that someone doesn't have food or water. Though, I mean, the fact that if a neighbor has a lack of food or water, it is beholden on Christians to help help them oh, with that. 100%. Because, yeah. I mean, I think part of the, the idea, too, I mean, we're, we're defining the mission of the church as to make disciples. But I think another thing to keep in mind with that is what are, like, how should our hearts be motivated to do that? And, well, I mean... If you go back to, I think it's in Mark chapter 7. I know it's also in other Gospels as well, but when he's, or it's not 7, sorry, it's I think 12. Um, anyways, Jesus is asked, what's the greatest commandment? It's to love God and then love your neighbor. So when we're thinking about making disciples, I think to have that mindset of the fact that when, when we're making disciples, we need to be loving our neighbors, and that includes, you know, their physical needs, it includes their spiritual needs, it includes their emotional needs, there's all of that is important. Um, so if we're either just doing the physical needs with food banks and neglecting the spiritual or the emotional or the relational or whatever, then we're not really doing what we, or we're not doing the mission as we should be. If we're doing, you know, just, you know, if there are physical needs in the church, I mean, if you look at Acts six, like yeah. the, the apostles, they, they cared for physical needs as well as people needed to be fed and they appointed um, Stephen and others to, to meet those physical needs. Like they were important um, so I think we need to also not neglect the physical. So it's, again, it's that idea of making disciples and caring and loving the whole person um, that I think we need to be focused on as as churches. And, well, I mean, 
to be fairly basic about it, in order to train other people to be disciples, we have to ourselves be disciples. So we would have to be seeking after God. We would have to, mm-hmm. and I mean, if you look at the, we've talked about what the gospel is, that spiritually speaking, we are, uh, well, poor, pitiable people, independent of Christ coming to save us. I mean, that changes the the flavor of the way we would treat other people. I mean, it's, to be honest, the physical uh, physical poverty or, or lack is mm-hmm. less important than the spiritual lack that we all have. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that said, that means then that we can't ignore the physical, but nor does it mean that we think of that as, as primary, which has two, I think, really important implications for the mission of the church. First of all, it, it, we end up not saying to the people who happen to be outside the church and uh, happen to be marginalized by society, we're not saying to them, we're better than you. Mm-hmm. We're not. But at the same time, we're also not coming at this as if, you know, we we're the great great saviors of the world. We're not. Jesus is, um, and I think that's going to be very very important when it comes to pointing out the mission of the church. Because if we think that the mission is something where I am bringing something to people, mm-hmm. it becomes uh, I become the center of it. When the gospel the gospels are pretty clear on the, what the great commission is, and thus I would say the mission of the church, and that it's about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Not about me. Yeah, I think that's a great clarification. Because I mean, at the end of the, well, I mean to put it like this, we're not making disciples of Steve or Dave or Matt. We're making disciples of Christ. <laughs> well, I would like to make disciples of Steve, but I think they'd be pretty nice <laughs> people. Which brings us to uh, another good question: If we have decided that the church's main mission, the, the main one, is to make disciples, to teach them, no, not if we have decided. What God has decided. I just want people to be clear that we are not deciding that the mission of the church is found in Matthew 28 and Acts 1-8 and everything else. Now, this is what God has you know, declared. This is what my mission is for my church. We're just stating it. If this is where we find ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> that the mission of the church is to make disciples, then let me ask a question. <laughs> if is does is a does a Christian have the same mission as a church or can it be different? Hmm. I'd have to say yes and no. Yep. Because um, no, in the sense that I mean, the Great Commission wasn't merely given to uh, an ecclesial body led by elders and you know elders and deacons and served by with you know set membership statistics and everything like that it was given to a bunch of believers and so i think it's it's beholden both on the individual christian and on the church generally to follow through with it i don't think an individual christian technically can fulfill all of the great commission because it would be i mean part of being a disciple of jesus is to live in community with other people and to actually be loving them and helping them out, whether they're friends or enemies. But at the same time, there are going to be different giftings, different benefits, different roles. I mean, most of us are in full-time ministry or at least part-time ministry. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, our roles will probably be a lot closer to the the mission of the church specifically. But say I'm a lawyer. If I I am a barrister or solicitor in, in Newfoundland and Labrador, my job would be to actually be 
that kind of barrister and solicitor that first of all would do justice to shows himself to be approved uh, as a workman, but also one that would help other people in my circle of, of acquaintance and work to see the glory of God through Jesus Christ and to put their faith in him. Uh, now, that doesn't necessarily mean I have to, you know, evangelize them all the time, but I would be that kind of Christian. So, I mean, for a lawyer, that's going to mean doing justice. It's going to mean, you know, possibly doing pro bono work. Um, that's going to mean a lot of stuff. And that's different stuff than, say, the Christian doctor down the street or the Christian janitor mm-hmm. across, the, across the road. I think that also trickles back into the church that, you know, a church can't necessarily extend itself to reach all aspects of what it means to be missional. Uh, some churches will likely focus more on, you know, what we call social justice, uh, fighting poverty, while others may focus more on their neighborhoods. Uh, some may focus on food banks. Some may focus on physical poverty, uh, supplying clothes, uh, doing missions trips, and you know, just like there's giftings, each church will focus on what they believe they are called to focus on, whether in their immediate area or overseas. Uh, like I, as a Christian, I don't think I'm expected to, you know, do go out and uh, protest uh, about racial injustice and uh, be down in the soup kitchen serving every week and, uh, you know, be giving away my possessions for the poor and just drive myself nuts doing social and good. And flying over to Africa to make sure that uh, everybody has clean water and making sure that injustices in North Korea are dealt with and genocides in China are spoken against and dealing with, yeah, you, you can go nuts pretty fast. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, like, I, can't, I can't do that. For one, mm-hmm. uh, you would go insane. Two, I have a family. Mm-hmm. I have kids to raise. Like, we, we can't get so caught up that everyone has to do everything. Yeah, I, I think a, a really key word that I like to use for, especially when we're talking about, like, individual church member, individual Christian. Or individual mm-hmm. congregation, as Adam is pointing out. Yes, yeah, like, more more individualized mission is the word witness. I, I believe it's in the Acts, Acts 1-8, um, where Jesus says, be my witnesses out, and then lists all, all the um, different places. But I, I really like that word witness because kind of going back to the example that Steve uses as a lawyer, it's it's not that you necessarily have to like prepare this little short gospel presentation and just be, I mean, not to say this is necessarily always a bad thing or anything like that, but your role in being a witness is basically just to live your life as a changed person who is following. It's to be a disciple yourself, but then to be a witness of what Jesus has done in your own life. So when you're living as a lawyer, you know, like taking on that pro bono case or, or whatever it is, you know, um, it's as a teacher, you can, you can go buy, I don't know, coffee or something for it. Like just be generous with, with your stuff, like different things that, um, you can do in different ways. You can act that are just, you know, witnessing to the fact that Jesus has changed your life. Um, and that'll be different from other people because we know that when Jesus actually changes our hearts, when we're actually real believers who are disciples, who are following Christ, who are trying to live like him, that that looks radically different from what other people in the world would look like because there's a real, true gospel that changes people. So just to be witnesses of that and then to show, you know, to show the glory of God, to show the love of God, to live it out, 
Um, and I guess that's kind of what we mean also when we use the term live out the gospel. Right. Um, basically just to be a witness of how Christ has changed you to the world. Mm-hmm. Though, I mean, that's going to also include, uh, as you said much earlier, teaching, because, I mean, I could do all this nice stuff because I really like people thinking I'm a nice guy. Mm-hmm. But the reason that the Christian lawyer would do it in the, in, in the example is because he loves Jesus Christ and yep. because he sees the value in that. And so he would literally teach people, you know, who ask him about it, no, this is why I do this. Yeah, so, I mean, the, so the church's main mission is to make disciples. So even by teaching, you're being missional. Yes. And even by, uh, let's take, you know, church you're starting, Matt, Kilbride Community Church. Mm. Uh, you know, we've done some things in the community. We've, uh, you know, given given out. Uh, we've blessed some families. We've 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 invited people to a Christmas event for free that we were doing. Gave them a free meal uh, to make connections. So that was being missional. But the study that we're doing that we just started, Christianity Explored, and reaching out and bringing people the gospel. That's also being missional. Mm. And I'd say they're both missional. They're not. There's not quite as much of a disjunction as we like to imagine there is like we imagine that these are two different things the teaching mm-hmm. thing of you know christianity explored and the providing uh providing benefits we don't provide the benefits simply to gain a hearing for the gospel though it will probably gain a hearing for the gospel if god is gracious we do it because that's what what christ taught us to do to be you know lovers of others to be helpful to be caring and so, because Christians, because that's the way Christians work, I mean, Christians should work this way, so we do it. And then uh, the teaching, this is the way Christians work, so we do it. So in my mind, there's there's two different ways to separate this. There's being missional, and then there's being a servant. Maybe that's not the right word to use. And this comes down to my black and white mind, okay? And so, admittedly, that's a fault of my own, but... When I, when I read the words of Christ in, in Matthew 28, it seems very straightforward to me. This is what he has commanded the church to do, to go out, make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey everything that I have taught you, and baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. But am I hearing that blessing families and you know handing out flowers on Mother's Day and doing what we did for the for the firefighters that's mission yes and no see that this is where i'm i'm feeling i want to push back a bit i think and and you see and it's right to push back because i think we need to have some clarification on it on the point i mean i'm not saying that you know the doing those things is necessarily quote unquote the mission of the church they're ancillary to the mission of the church yeah Name. If they don't point back, if they, like if you're not if, if you're doing all these outreaches and there's not an element of discipling people, then I don't know that I'd, I'd really call it missions or discipling even ourselves. Yeah. So there's a bit of a gray area. Uh, uh, yeah, and I mean the thing is that, I mean whatever we do as Christians should point to the glory of God. Mm. I mean what. Uh, I think Augustine says, uh, love God and do what you want. And I think that's kind of an important thing even for this. Um, we are doing these things. If we do these things because we want to, you know, be nice to people, because we, that's not quite as good as if, because God has been kind to me, I need to be kind yeah. to others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And there's mm. also the fact, okay, let's take, you know, we handed out flowers and uh, grocery gift cards to Mother's on Mother's Day. Uh, we gave some dad's root beer and some Tim's gift cards to some fire stations <laughs> in the in the city. Uh, who's to say that you no, know, a year, couple months, whatever it may be, down the road, one of those mothers or one of those men doesn't reach out and contact us, and then we get to form a relationship. We get to have that moment to share the gospel with them. Mm-hmm. We may not see it as missions now, mm. but it doesn't mean it's not a part and of missions i just want to highlight something too that steve kind of brought up briefly there's an aspect to i think we're often tempted to think of missions and making disciples as making new converts but i think there's also a large part to disciple making which involves christians like we're making you know disciples of christ like we're you know we're we're being sanctified we're teaching them to as matthew 28 says teaching them to observe all that i've commanded you so when the things in the, I mean, Jesus has commanded us to, you know, to love the poor, to take care of physical needs, to do these things. So as a church, when we're actively going out to do them, I think there is an aspect to where, like, we're, we're being the church and we're being taught to live as Jesus has taught us to live. So in an aspect, maybe we, even if we're not making disciples, say, of the people we're serving immediately— we are making disciples of the people actually serving in the church, right? Um, And in the community. And and you see, this is kind of, I think this gets to one of the problems that we have as believers generally when it comes to dealing with, you know, how we function in the world. Because we like it to be in black and white about the actions that we do. When in fact, Jesus is all black and white about where your heart is. Yeah. Yes. So if we as a church, I I mean, we could actually do exactly the same things Mm -hmm. and end up doing completely different end results. One would be missional and the other would be missional, even though from the outside it looks exactly the same. If we are doing the, this mission thing uh, to, you know, I don't know, uh, just quote unquote, be a missional church and be able to put things in our newsletters, then yeah, we've probably actually missed the boat. Whether or not we're, uh, not, whether or not we're doing the things that would normally be all right, even if we're having Bible studies and teaching people, if the only reason we're doing it is so that people could think that we're good, noble Christians, well, we got a problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's funny because you know it's been portrayed to me at times, and not not here at, at Calvary Marwood Mission, but that unless a church is involved in its community or city, which it should be, mm-hmm. but unless there is, you know, a certain level of involvement, then you're not being missional. But as long as you're creating disciples and you're going through that process, whether inside or outside the church, what that looks like, then you are being missional. Right. So to connect that too with what Steve was saying though, so like as, you know, church leaders or even people in the church, when you hear that kind of mindset of, well, this church isn't being missional because they're not doing that. There's kind of a couple ways that you can think about that. It's, oh, stink, we're not being missional, so now we need to do that in order to be missional. And that's not really being missional, but kind of what Steve was saying, it's about the heart. Mm-hmm. So if you take that, but then go, you know what? We need to be brokenhearted for our neighborhood yep. and for our neighbors yep. and love them the way that Christ loves them. Because as we've talked about in other podcasts, these people are valuable. They have value. Their, their life is 
you know, they're creating the image of God and they're suffering. So we need to help them. So we're going to start helping our community and, and loving them. Now that is more of a missional, I guess, w- way to think about it. Um, but this is going to be a much harder way of being missional. Yes. Because, I mean, it, it's easy to be missional if we can think of it as a program. Uh, you know, if I do this 12-step program and be missional mm-hmm. in the community, then it will work. If we're going to be actually missional, if the mission is to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and to teaching them all that Christ has commanded us, that's going to look different depending on the situations we're in, depending on the contexts we're in, depending on what's actually helpful for people. Absolutely. Yeah, so if, like, uh, we talked this morning and, you know, talk about the demographic of Kilbride and what, you know, programs or, you know, events would be helpful for that demographic. And then if we were to look at downtown St. John's, what would work or, you know, would help serve Kilbride probably won't help or serve the downtown area the same way. And both would be completely different than trying to serve paradise. Mm -hmm. So the mission always stays the same. It's always going to come back to the Great Commission, but how it looks in its own environment is different from church to church to church. And And we have to be clear here, too. We're not saying that doing the things outside are either the mission or not the mission. Mm-hmm. It's going to depend on whether or not they again redound to the glory of God through the conversion of actual people into disciples of Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right, guys, we're coming up on about our half hour mark. So we'll end that discussion there. We'll pick it up again. So if you are listening, look forward to part two of what is the mission of the church. You have been listening to Rugged Theology. Rugged Theology is a podcast of Mile One Mission. If you'd like to know more about Mile One Mission and our work in Newfoundland, please visit us at www.mileonemission.ca.